And I think we've got a wiener here. New for 96. With your hosts, Kevin McCauley and Chris Wynn. We don't ever do any warm-up exercises. Unique New York. Unique that was what... New York. You have to do the hand flips. I don't understand what that's actually for. Unique New York. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. What is the other one they do? I just I know, know the thing that you're supposed to do when you're in a crowd as an extra. Peas and potatoes, peas and potatoes, peas and potatoes. And if everyone says that, it sounds like a crowd murmuring. Whoa. Yeah. Did that's... you not know that? No. We can, do this for... we can do this for the entire episode. It will just sound like... Uh, an hour-long series of murmurs. Again, better episode than I think it could we be. usually deliver. Yeah. I was going to say, if we run out of topics and it's like a 34-minute episode, then I think no one will be sad. No, no. But we're, you know, we've signed on for an hour, and so the producer behind the glass over there is going to be doing the pull-the-string thing. <laughs> Roz? <laughs> yeah. Roz said that? Yeah. And then we're going to make up stuff again. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Is this in the show? It could be. Oh, man. I think so. It's sponsor approved. Not okay. like the last 30 minutes that we had to erase. I'm Chris Wynn, design director for a branding firm and interior consultants. I am Kevin McCauley, a photographer and graphic designer. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> well, that was fruitful, a mm-hmm. suggestion of me to introduce ourselves and who we are and what yeah. we do. Well, uh, I think we padded this for an extra 45 seconds. I think we did. I think we can call that an episode. We'll stretch this out yeah. into slow-mo. Mm-hmm. For an hour. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the Celsier, my 1992 Toyota Celsier, right-hand drive uh, Japanese domestic market Lexus LS400 has sold. Wow. I can't believe. I am so surprised, except for I was here for the whole process. You were here for the the ride. I uh, shuttled you all over town. I know. Can we just talk about something that happened right before the show recorded? I guess. Okay. You presented a box of pita chips yes said these are amazing pita chips you yeah. offered me one i did then closed the lid put the box away <laughs> yeah well you know <laughs> then demanded i agree too much of a good thing is of not course. ideal yes and it was odd wasn't it good it was okay it's like a cigar what am i gonna give you two <laughs> i give you one good pita chip here enjoy this dry pita chip which i assure you is the greatest <laughs> you've ever had would you prefer a lubricated pita chip uh, yeah lubricated with hummus okay well that's a bit of that's uh that's quite an assumption of you to, that i would have hummus for you i do <laughs> i was gonna offer it to you after the show uh okay. I, I thought you sounded better with a dry mouth so mm-hmm. i thought i would feed you these pretzels and pita chips with uh no lubrication well it's working (laughs) kevin uh at times when he gets animated does turn into a sprinkler fountain and i made the mistake of putting him next to my model cars oh that's what you were referring to the the black 34 about i can see the like evidence of your enthusiasm when talking uh next to this e34 m5 uh model in black have you ordered any models I may have. I may have. I might have. What What are your new additions? Oh my since... god! I guess we're gonna we're gonna just dart all over the place here. Yeah, I think so. I think we're keeping it loose. You, I've in got the a... words of you, you said we're keeping it cash. Oh god. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you right. said call me Johnny Cash, and we're gonna keep it cash. You choose to listen to me now and also every other time when you think <laughs> I'm telling the truth. 
like when I say that I'm going to be somewhere at 9 a.m. and I'm <laughs> right. there at like 10.30. Yeah. Uh, that is actually not a lie, uh, but <laughs> that's a topic for another episode. So I did order uh, an Audi S4, B4. And... B5. Oh, B5. Sorry. Yes. Uh, it is in... Actually, I don't even recall the color. I think it's gray. Okay. So it's on pre-order. The good... Yeah. You never buy the pre-order once. I know. This is the first time. So it's on pre-order from, directly from the manufacturer, Automobile. Ooh. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. So we'll see. It's actually cheaper to order directly from them. You just you have to wait. That's what, it. what prompted you to pre-order? I don't know. I just wanted to try it. And there yeah. wasn't anything else that I wanted to order, pre-order, I guess, from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got that. So that's on pre-order. But I've got a couple of things that are currently pre-order, but I'm, it's, oh, this is all so stupid because I have too many stupid model cars. This was an experiment ha- that has gone awry. It's off the rails. You were looking I, at I my dining. I am sitting next to. Uh, look I, at my dining table. We're, we'll post a, a photo, but you've seen us before, likely, if you've uh, listened There's and seen our post. Now. There are more cars now. Uh, but every surface of my dining table has been filled. You're going to have to buy more magazines to stack them. Uh, yeah. So I said that I was going to stop and then I didn't. Yeah. And I'm continuing on, mm-hmm. uh, just to really rub it in. Did you buy the LS 400? No, not yet. Okay. No, because it's only available from, okay. So, you know, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but I did sell my uh, Toyota Celsius. Yeah, this is perfect replica of your Celsius. I know, I was and I, trying to segue to that. So, uh, okay, my very first diecast model car was from uh, Exotic Car. Mm-hmm. Was that the yeah Exotic Car? It was a catalog, and they had two stores. Yeah. So, not to date ourselves, but like this was like a mail order catalog. Yes, we could call in. I think I had my mom call in, mm-hmm. and I don't. I have no idea why. I think because then I was into normie cars as well when I was like ten or something. That's so weird. Yeah, and so like out of all the cars in this like thirty, forty, fifty page catalog, I told my mom I wanted the LS four hundred, and so actually there is a connection to that because I like I had never heard of Lexus before. My uncle had bought one, a chestnut brown. Nine, I think it was a 1990 LS 400 around that era. Like, I think it was maybe a 92. And I was obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And so we ordered this, and it was a Maisto, and it was really shitty. Uh, but as a kid, I didn't know that, and it was amazing. And I destroyed yeah. it like I did all of my other die casts when I was a kid mm-hmm. by putting it on a treadmill and seeing how fast <laughs> I could make it go, and then it would just melt off yeah. the wheels. Probably faster than a real LS 400. I think so, yeah. That was not a fast car. Uh, so yes, they have one now and it, I think it's not yet released, but it's the best one that I've seen so far. And, but it's on eBay and of course anything on any die cast on eBay is like overpriced. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to wait until, uh, it is widely available and I'll get it because I want one to commemorate the ownership of the car that I had. Yeah. So. And now it's gone. And now it's gone. And I drove you all over town. You did. But wait. Gathering up shock absorbers you left did. and right yeah also i shot photos of it which were so effective at selling the car that they weren't even they didn't posted. even have to be released yeah they weren't even posted yeah side note though <laughs> yes just to complete the conversation that you were just talking about i un- unfortunately i have like three other model cars 
in addition to the pre-order one that I think will be arriving oh my within the month's end. Wow. Next month's end. Okay. So, uh, someone help me, please. I don't <laughs> want any more model cars. <laughs> I had like I had like three model cars just a little over a year ago, and I don't know wow. what happened. Yeah. I got crazy. bored, and then over the pandemic, and then all of a sudden, here we are. I have thirty plus models. There, it's it doesn't look hoardery yet. Uh, well, maybe. Uh, anyways, yeah, there are more nine elevens. So, I don't know if you can call it hoardery. It's just kind of collecting. It's kind of a Pokemon collect them all situation. Yeah, so. it's not really hoarding. It's like an addiction. Yeah, there's a nine six four club sport. Uh, with a sliding plexiglass window. What? Yeah. What? It's pretty cool. Wait, what? What? So what is the nine six four club sport? Is that the one that's the like, it looks like the RS, but it has a spoiler? Yes, it has a spoiler, and it's so like... it looks like an RS America, but it's like an R, a real RS. Yes. Plus, plus. Plus, minus. plus. Yeah. Plus, plus, minus Actually yeah. track, like, uh, car. So, uh, I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are some other 911s of various sorts. Oh, wonderful. So, oh, and an E30 Touring, which I missed out on the first time. So, this is an E30 Touring M-Tech two oh yeah wow so that'll be cool and an audi all road yeah i said a lot uh, i said there were multiple 911s there are only one <laughs> there's only okay. one more it's a bunch of other wagons yes uh i couldn't help it because those are cool cars and i wait is the s4 a wagon no okay no that's a sedan i like that uh, as a sedan yeah the all road of course they only made one in a wagon but i loved those when they first came out and this is like the first like pre-lc high one <laughs> so Ooh. with the um, it has the good wheels from the V8. They're like a uh, two-piece. Oh, okay. Yeah, they don't look like they honestly like they were a two-piece, but they were so subtle as a two-piece. Like they were like minuscule bolts on uh each of the five spokes, like two per five spoke at the ends, and that was it. I feel like if you're gonna go all on board with the two-spoke, it's gotta have like it's gotta be bedazzled with like rivets. <laughs> But uh, anyways, yes, so the real-life car, the Toyota Celsius sold. Uh, I had not even planned on... I had talked about selling it maybe for the last year, but I didn't. I wasn't really serious about it. And then all of a sudden, I got kind of serious about it. Uh, and I cleaned it up a little bit. It was already fairly clean to begin with, but I hadn't used it much in the last year. And I couldn't actually foresee a use for it going forward i was kind of mm-hmm. i took it to like radwood and i took it to like uh some of the car meets around here but it was kind of fun yeah uh, having it and it was kind of that is probably the one car that i've had that is was the most uh that created the most spectacle yeah. out of any car that i've ever owned and it was just because one yes because of the right hand drive but two because it was a recognizable car yeah that you would see as a u.s market car but it was it had the back seat stuff and it had a cloth interior, and it was just, like, weird. Yeah, well, the whole thing, I mean, it was a, it was, like, a perfect showroom 1992 car that was immaculate, but yeah. because it was black, it was actively degrading at all times. Ugh. So it's, like, it was so it's, hard. Not, it's not even, like, a car, like, that you could just let it get dirty and still enjoy it. Like, yeah. kind of for you, the thrill of it was that it was, that yeah. it was, like, glossy, like, deep black and perfectly immaculate and clean and sparkling yeah. at all times and that car had like just acres and acres of paint to keep clean it yeah. was just so hard i had it like 
paint corrected and uh, ceramic coated and even then it was just like a pain in the ass to keep up so you know I do plan on going to like car events soon enough uh and radwoods you know when they come around and or if we fly out to one but i don't know i think the the cars run its course i thought that was maybe a car that i would keep uh for the long term and you remember when i bought it like i was so excited to get it because i had been kind of peripherally looking for one for years it was such a chance i know because we went to look at another car it was like a mercedes at shinku classic yeah 124 they they had this Celsius that wasn't even cleaned up it was like it was had just arrived it wasn't even on the website yeah you were like you know you had mentioned it and they were uh they showed it to us I literally said it was just what you wanted I literally said like I don't think this 124 is for me what you know I'd been looking for Celsius but I'll only buy one if it has like the backseat stuff and uh the guy was like oh we just got one in literally fresh off the boat and it was exactly that uh uh Celsius Type C F package, yeah, with reclining and massaging rear seats. And I went with you to look at it, and then I went with you to pick it up. Yeah, because and then we drove back like on the full length of Westheimer. We did because uh, I didn't have a toll tag yet, and I was practicing driving right hand drive. That's true. Yeah, uh, semi long distance for the first time ever. Yeah, I don't even remember. Like you must have test driven it, and I don't. I don't even remember that. I you weren't there for that actually. Oh okay. Uh, oh, our friend with David, David Buer. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I went with him because he—he he oh, was so actually went... the reason why I bought one because right. he is a um, LS430 enthusiast, and in specific the UL ones. So with the backseat packages, but they're very modern, ultra luxury, yeah, the ultra luxury, if you will. So, and also by the way, as a side note, that is probably one of the best norm core cars that you can buy for like less than ten thousand dollars. Like if you just don't, if you don't care about like a uh performance oriented or whatever like if you just want like an a sensory deprivation style driving experience that is the best car because you can buy one with 150,000 miles on it with these like crazy features reclining and massaging rear seats uh and it costs nothing basically Mm -hmm. so anyways so he'd been you know hot on these for a while and he'd owned like four of them plus the v8 probably has like some of the later like vvti yeah. stuff and tech yeah yeah know. so it's more modern it's it's, it's obviously a lot quicker and etc and it they unfortunately have air suspension uh which is a whole nother conversation but because the celsius had air suspension period air suspension that well it functioned uh i was always so nervous that it was going to not function one day nervous enough to buy five spare shock absorbers yes okay they didn't make them anymore uh and new old stock was like 1200 a corner so uh anyways and or i could have gone the reasonable route and what everyone did was just convert them to springs for like 600 dollars. but i'm i don't give up so yes i will uh destroy my life uh keeping a car perfectly period correct if i can anyways so David was the one who inspired me to get this car. Not that he encouraged me to get a Celsius, but I started looking into it and I had no idea that Celsius had like this cool uh, variant over in Japan. And then I just went down this rabbit hole and then I found one locally. And again, yeah, 30, at the time it had 35,000 miles on it. The paint was a little bit uh, swirl mark. Uh, it wasn't faded. It was just, it was heavy on the swirl mark, and so it was not, like, deep black. But mm-hmm. the paint correction 
fixed that completely and it yeah, was like it was mirror finish it was amazing yeah uh and it was fun and i like oddly enough this was owning a dream car in a way i mean like the ls400 was never like a true dream uh, like dream car but it was something that fascinated me as like a youth yeah. uh i think just because i fell in love with that the story even then as a kid and it just seemed like this i don't know what like it was just like the unbreakable perfect car just car normal car it was not a supercar it was not like anything truly that fancy but anyways yeah it was just kind of fulfilling that in a completely uh offbeat way yeah uh so anyways yeah i hadn't used it very often in the last year and i kind of want to do different things now with different cars so i yeah it uh, was just causing you stress in the last year because it was just like you're paying to insure it and you know for a long time you were paying to store it and it's just it's just degrading yeah and you know like it's enjoyable sometimes but it's also a stress when it's like it's not here i'm not another good. thing out there to worry i've about. learned about this we talked about this too where i'm i've discovered i am not good at owning multiple cars like i it's not to me it's not like owning multiple jackets where you just pull one out whenever you feel like it i like it feels weird to me if I don't use a car. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just shelve something and it, uh, you know, I'll just be fine with it. I have to, like, I, you know, so that car, I started it up, like, at least every two weeks. Uh, but I couldn't do anything with it. I just, like, started it up, maybe ran it around the block, charged the battery, etc. And that was it. And it seemed like such a waste to me. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, anyways, I ended up listing it um just casually in fact i didn't even take any pictures of it initially i just posted it on uh craigslist uh which i was recommended not to do and ebay which was a pain in the ass to do for a car that does not have a us fin in fact i do want to speak about this for just one second like selling any car on ebay is such a pain in the ass because while there are people behind the service you cannot contact anyone. So they canceled my first listing because I didn't list, I didn't mention that the VIN that I entered. So I just had to enter in all zeros because it wouldn't accept the Japanese VIN. So I listed, or I just said in the listing, like, oh, you know, it has a Japanese VIN. So I just listed all zeros. So eBay canceled my first listing saying, oh, you didn't list the actual VIN in the Did thing. you have to pay to list it on eBay or not if it yes, doesn't it sell? Yes, it's $55. Okay. Uh, and so they canceled, okay, fair enough. Like the real VIN is legitimate, but they just completely deleted it. They wouldn't even let me just add it. Edit, like edit, like go back and... And it took me a long time to put together this stupid listing. And then, so I did it again and it lasted for a week and I got like, uh, it got like 500 views in that week. And then I got another email from eBay that said, uh, you have a misleading title. It says LS400 in your title and you've listed this as a Toyota. Wow. And I wanted to appeal this because I wasn't like doing the sneaky like SEO thing. It literally an LS 400. Yeah. And so, but at that point it, it had literally sold that day and I was like, ah, oh, forget about it. And then I got charged for that listing. So fine, <laughs> fair enough, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so that was so frustrating. There, there's just like no way to appeal it. Like it just, it's either you fit these requirements or you don't and they delete it and, you deal with it, I guess. Uh, I also listed it on Facebook Marketplace. Which How did that go? Was a mistake. Yeah. 
even though that seems to be like the preferred way that people are buying used cars oh, nowadays. That's so gross. I know. Uh, and then I, so you helped me shoot some photos uh, because ultimately I thought I was going to put it up for auction on mm-hmm. Rad for Sale. Uh, Art from DWA and Radwood and Rad for Sale had former reached guest. out, former guest. Uh, and so I was hot on doing that. I took like some videos and like we were preparing for like hundreds of photos. Like this thing was going to be well presented. And uh, before we could do any of that, in fact, the last day that we had shot it, uh, I got an basically I got I was contacted by someone who first of all okay Craigslist was was also not a positive experience either because I got a lot of like I got a lot of uh, interesting trade offers and now I completely understand why people list I've never I've never uh, so I I when I list cars for sale they sell really quickly and I think it's because I'm making a mistake. By pricing them too low because I have like seller's guilt, like oh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there is, yeah, yeah, there's this like mark on the undercarriage that you can't see; it's an inch wide. I think you should discount it by fifty percent. So uh, they sell usually within the first week. This car also so- sold within the first week, uh, but in between that, for this car in particular, for whatever reason, it is it was literally like so. I have uh, this tree. It's potted. I don't know if you might be interested. <laughs> I could potentially consider cash on top, or like it this might be fruit bearing three wheeled motorcycle, or this like there. I mean, it was a little bit more related than that, but like nothing appealing. It's, yeah. I mean, I know they're reaching, but like, oh my right. god, like, ugh. like I wish I had gotten some. Like, I would have maybe considered like something interesting. Uh, when I listed my 350Z, I got an offer for a Wrangler. Okay. Uh, I mean, not, well, not ideal I, for you. It's not like something I considered. It yeah. Was just, it was just weird. Yeah. That is. Uh, but I was actually like, I was actually. I don't know. I was actually like, this is actually shot really well. And he's like, yeah, my sister's a photographer. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I, w- no, I have to say, like, still no. <laughs> lifestyle for lifestyle, though. Like, I could kind of see that, like, being. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not out of the question. Yeah. Uh, like, no, it's not preposterous. It was just not for me. I did actually get like I think a three wheeled motorcycle as a an offer, uh, and like a partially, a partially completed, uh, modded FRS. Okay. So I don't know if it was partially. It had the missing bumper look. Oh, I hate that. Look. So I don't actually know if it was partially completed, <laughs> partially partially modified, or if it was just like modified and this was it. Mm-hmm. Anyways. I was interested in none of these things, to say the least. <laughs> and I was not interested in payments, which I'm, again, surprised that people were like, do you accept payments? Yeah. I, I don't know who would accept, like, me and you, yeah. both strangers. I will trust that you will pay me the entirety of the car over a period of years. Like, okay. Right. Anyway, long story short, uh, someone contact, contacted me and mentioned that they had a 93 LS400 that had blown essentially a head gasket or something along those lines. Uh, oh, no, it was a seized engine. And, I, you know, I was, that was very specific. So I didn't think it was a scammer or if it was a very sophisticated one. Uh, and I talked to him a little bit. And he was like, oh, yeah, he had just bought the car and it just hadn't been maintained. And it was an unexpected, like, engine seizure. And we chatted for a bit and he seemed 
knowledgeable about uh, this like particular engine, the One UZ. And we kept talking. We met up like a couple of days later. He was extremely knowledgeable actually about it, which put me at ease. Because again, I have this dumb seller's guilt where I'm like, oh, I hope they know about these potential problems that the cars could eventually have. Not that it has it now, Mm -hmm. but like if I sold like a 996, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to wring my hands. Like what if they don't know about IMS and then it blows up and then, you know, it ruins their lives. Uh, I did that with the GTI where it has the chain tensioner issue where it could blow up and then seize the engine. And I was so afraid of selling it to some college student who didn't know about it and it was going to blow up. So I ended up selling it to like a CarMax equivalent. Mm-hmm. stupidly uh so but the guy like knew about like various things uh including like the ecu which has melting capacitors like at some point he's gonna he's gonna maybe need to replace it and he knew about like uh, the starter motor the starter motor that's in the v he knew like about basically all the failure points of the car and that just for whatever reason put me really at ease uh that he knew what was going on so i sold the car uh it was a super easy transaction and i i think it could have probably gone for a little bit more at auction especially in this kind of like weird like time that we're living in with like used cars yeah even though this was more of a niche interest car i think it probably would have done better at auction but it was such an easy transaction i am glad uh that it was not as stressful as it would have been if i had actually put it at auction and then had to watch people pick it apart and or like whatever so right that would have been tough yeah uh but arguably that was probably one of the best examples of a ucf 10 slash 11 in the united states i honestly believe that like i took such good care of that car and the ones that sold for like 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 25 to 40 percent more uh, or they were being listed for like almost that much other more. Celsius yeah, yeah yeah at uh retail locations like first of all I don't know if they actually sell for that much but this car was so much better than that uh so uh neither here nor there it's yeah. gone I needed I needed to move on one yeah. way or another so yeah you got the number you were happy with yeah and I got my he, asking and he got like he got a fair price and you got what you wanted yeah and he um, immediately sent me pictures of uh the car and he had put uh sc430 monoblocks on it it's a good look it's a good look yeah i you know i would not have done that just because i wanted to keep everything like bone stock but Mm -hmm. like it looks good like it looks like it actually looks like um a 126 mercedes which was the intent yeah so no it looked it looked good it looks good yeah so it's exciting celsius is gone and i've already started like hunting and kind of hunting for like what might fill that void even though actually a two-car garage for Two a one-person household, yeah. Uh, honestly, it works so much better. Like, yeah, uh, especially I, because your lineup, you've got like your classic car, the sports car. Like, cl- classic car is a sports car, and yeah. you have a utility car that's also a fast car. Yeah, both of them very needy. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. Uh, but this is where I was headed. I knew this is where I was headed. Like, all the math was leading me here. Like, I was gonna end up with like another like finicky daily driver instead of like the unbreakable car right right that's fine it's fine uh the e63 has already had like various needs uh to be fair i knew those needs going in but wait are you gonna mention the gun or no 
No, I don't think I will, just okay. in case. All right. Let me just put it this way. I was... <clears throat> uh, we don't have to... Uh, okay. It's Texas. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, okay. I. It doesn't matter. It Here's doesn't matter. what happened. Uh, it's Texas. I should not have been surprised. And it is very legal here. But I had, you know, once we had completed the transaction, uh, I went to clear out the last pieces of things in the car, which was basically just paperwork in the glove box. And the new owner had already uh, put his belongings in the car. And so when I went to the glove box to get out the like insurance paperwork and whatever else, uh, I had to move the new owner's gun out of the way uh, to get the paperwork out of the glove box. I like how you said way. Yes. I wonder if that's going to be like an adjustment, like drawing from the left side. Drawing it's from the belt box on the left side versus a drawing from a normal size. A normal hard glove, to say. Glove box on the right side. Hard of the to car. say, really. You uh, actually, now that Texas, if someone were a left-handed shooter, Texas is now a um, non-permit open carry state, so you just put it on the dashboard and you'll be fine. There. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So problem solved. I actually happened. I think just after the car was sold. So, yeah. To to be on the indulging end of finding of touching a handgun by i'll accident. be honest it's just because like i still looked at it like it was my car and so yeah. it was weird opening up the glove box and seeing a firearm covering up like my old paperwork yeah so uh that was the only kind of alarm you don't want to that's the other thing too you just don't want to touch someone else's firearm and so it was just kind of like a very strange thing uh anyways so car sold positive experience super nice guy who bought it uh on to the next the e63 has already had needs one of which i actually so you know i am obsessive to the point of like i think you've decided to almost unfriend me multiple times uh because i will relay to you all almost. of my hand wringing yes yeah uh i don't think i should buy this car because on page 63 of the forums people say that it sunroof leaks yep Yep. So, uh, one thing that I did not realize this car suffered from, W212s and other Mercedes of this era and just before, is that uh, the wiring harnesses, engine wiring harnesses, can act as straws to transmit oil to the ECU. Okay, hang on one second. Yes. I'm not, I'm not what you'd call an engineering expert. Yes. Uh... ECU, yes, it's like electrons and stuff. Like yes. stuff goes through the wires. Electricity, electro- electricity, yes. you know, signals, if you will. Not oil. That's not not normal. Well, in theory, is that not a normal part of the oil cooling process? Is it perhaps it's hard go to say? The ECU for cooling, like a yes. heat exchanger, a heat and data exchanger, basically a modem for oil, if you will. And maybe electricity needs lubrication and sure. Yeah. It just happened to be that uh, it went a little too far and then floods ECUs. So this is a thing. Yes. Uh, so the flaw okay. in this car, and this is across V6s, V8s, and various other models. So what happens is from the camshaft sensors, which are exposed to oil, the seals fail over time, and somehow oil begins to be introduced into the wiring 
and through capillary action gets forced through the wiring harness wires and ends up in the ECU. And this is over years, but if left untouched, it will flood the ECU to the point of failure and you can literally empty it out in, like you will, you know, pour it, tilt it to its side and oil will pour out. And I cannot believe this is a thing. This is a new way. They have invented a new way for a car to fail. So it's not catastrophic in the sense that like the car, you know, is unrepairable or you have to rebuild the engine, but you do have to replace the engine wiring harness and the ECU, which at OEM prices can total up to like $9,000. I think it can be done for a lot less than that, like uh, through either used parts or whatever, whatever. But anyways, that's insane. That is very unusual. Yes. Like I have never, in my wildest... Yeah, it is a failure mode that I could not conceive. It's like your house flooding because like water was forced through your electric wire like the uh, the um electric wires through your house like yes. this is insane yeah so i thought like i had done the research to the point where i was like okay this engine basically doesn't have any catastrophic failure points i just didn't consider that there would be other like not while not catastrophic they were uh major i guess you could call that because mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, it still would be expensive one way or another to replace the wiring harness in ECU, even if it was like with used parts. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's a ton of labor to yeah. get in there because you got to like go everywhere. You have to go everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up um, doing some preventative maintenance. The uh, indie that I went to uh, suggested that I replace the camshaft sensor. So I did. And that was not inexpensive, but it wasn't the worst. So uh, unfortunately, they said that this is likely not a permanent solution because it's the same part uh, as before. So it's just a matter of routine maintenance and okay. keeping an eye on the ECU if there's ever any oil in it. So there's that. Is there a dipstick for the ECU? Uh, yes. You remove it and or open it up and dip your finger in it, I oh, guess. Okay. So, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I, I'm going to keep an eye on it. I don't think it'll be, I don't think it'll be a problem. I don't know if this is like pervasive through every, like every single car, this happens, but uh, it seems to happen enough on the forums. It's like IMS. But you shouldn't have to, I mean, like the car's at 70,000 miles, right? Mm -hmm. Hasn't happened yet. You've done a preventative fix. It should be good for a little while. Yeah. They found, so what prompted this was they found a little bit of oil in the connectors for the camshaft sensors (laughs) so yeah they basically have spotted uh the cancer okay and they've cut out as much of it as they could and hope that it has not like or cleaned it out not cut it out Mm -hmm. uh and hopefully it it won't be spreading i'm sure it's fine yeah i'm sure it's fine we'll see it's good as new thank god i didn't buy a brand new car with a warranty because i think we talked about this the last time but uh, as it turns out, I thought that I had secured a warranty with this car, but oh right, Last shortly time, after, think. yeah, when I called in just to alert the warranty company that I might be filing a claim soon for these camshaft sensors, whether or not they would have covered them, I don't know. Uh, but it turns out, and I had not signed the warranty contract yet, so they are in the clear for this. They said, oh. 
this is an AMG. We didn't realize that despite me calling in, verifying the VIN four times. <laughs> do you cover this? Are you sure you cover this? And they said yes, or the representative said yes. Because you skated by, like, they had a mileage limit that was, like, 75,000. Yep. And they had a year limit, and yep. it, this was all within just barely. It was barely. all within just barely, and they said, yes, your car is covered. And I was, I Which was, was like, apparently discretionary. Yeah. It's not written in the fine print. It is apparently not in the... It, to be fair, like, they excluded specifically they, Yeah, they excluded other, lots of other cars. Other cars. BMW. Any, any, no, any, um, any V12 BMW, any like seven series. And they excluded a lot of Mercedes models, but specifically not broadly, like any, they didn't say any AMG. They like excluded specifically the CL55 and 63 AMG for some reason. Uh, but they didn't exclude this one. And I was like, oh, cool. Here's a loophole. And I thought I was skating through on this loophole. And then, yeah, I, didn't file a claim. I nearly filed a claim when it was it raised a flag. I bet you there was a light that said an AMG owner has slipped through, <laughs> like button the hatches, uh, button down the hatches. So they kicked me off of that. Actually, they just didn't follow through with the contract. So, I see. so that's fine. It was this was not like conditional to me buying the car, but uh, I was uh, I was just like I was looking forward to like having some stupid bills paid out like yeah uh not a, i mean to be fair again not a lot can go wrong but the problem is that over time things will go wrong yeah. and they will add up yes so. yeah ah, that well, is we, that we went for a drive uh we last did. weekend we yeah. filmed a video that um we'll link to maybe yes. maybe but uh with about the exhaust on Very my car. cinematic. It was part of your the trailer for capturing the machine. Well, I did a video about the exhaust specifically. Oh, yeah. And so um, we got some footage with the drone. We got yep. some footage of flybys and whatnot. We, explain, I mean, the the, is, uh, explain the exhaust one more time. Okay. Recap. Well, so, um, it's a, so the car has SSI heat exchangers, which is basically headers, but on an air-cooled car, they have a heating they play a role in the heating function. So there's like more cool, there's more pipes basically. Um, so the car has had SSI heat exchangers for two years now, almost, or a year and a half. And it's made by Donsk and Donsk made the muffler that came with that. And so with the, with these headers, you have to get a different muffler. You can't use the stock muffler or anything because it's too in now to this muffler. So yeah. um, the Donsk muffler, was fine it was it sounded okay the car wasn't too loud or anything but i heard the m and k when we yeah when i when i drove and drove that sportomatic yeah six, 1969 what a combination too like this rebuilt oh, it's, it's motor so weird. It's in like, a sportomatic of all cars it's so weird but i mean the muffler is not that crazy on that car because yeah. it is like a two liter but um the geometry like the the Basically, the exhaust is very similar. Like the heat exchanger setup is extremely similar on that car to the SSIs. Yeah, because the SSIs are basically they are modeled just the SSIs are modeled after the pre-emissions yeah. 911s, like the pre-74 911s. But they're just made of better material, so they basically in the 74 they gummed up everything to make it worse. Yeah, and uh, so the sound is like 
pretty similar to that, but it's three liters. So it's different. Um, it is. It sounds good. Yeah, thank you. Throaty. So the, the M and K is, it's a volume increase. I keep saying it's like, it's only like 10% louder. And then the next time I'll say, it's about 15% louder. You've had like, the it's, range. It's got to be 25% louder. You've had the range. I've that, had the range. That Bizimoto was Bizimoto like, was loud. Loud. That was Bizimoto a mega was loud. loud. This one is not too crazy. I mean, it does idle pretty loud and it gets loud, but it doesn't cruise too loud or yeah. anything. I don't know. It's, it is still probably 20% louder than the Donsk muffler, but I mean, it's just a smaller muffler. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's so Jordan put it on. It's, it's nicely finished, like stainless steel um looks stock i mean the the tip looks stock it's only when you look up close that you see that it's a different yeah. muffler but yeah it sounds it's sounds really uh just like it has so much character it does it changes the pitch changes at like the last yeah it doesn't just get louder it doesn't just get louder it gets like higher and crazy and then when you it, i couldn't capture it in the video but when you when it reflects off something like mm-hmm. a barrier or something or another car yeah it, like it's it sounds Again, it just sounds crazier and not even just louder. It just, yeah, it's, it's cool. So, yeah, and um, it has authentic pops and crackles. Yeah. We're so used to today's day and age, like the ECU, like creating right. these pops and crackles. Yeah, it pops. The nice thing is, if you have the windows up, you don't really hear it. If you, like, I mean, if your foot, like, if you touch the throttle, yeah. Like, if you, so you say you're driving, say you are coming from a light, you rev it up and you scream up to, 45 miles an hour and then you just lift off and it'll just like pop like crazy but then if you just rest your foot on the pedal not even applying any pressure it just won't yeah you know it just doesn't do that like it's so it's you have a lot of control over over the sound it's good yeah it's it's good so we recorded a video unfortunately we have to drive an hour outside of the city to get somewhere where you can just park and do a bunch of fast runs on a road and set up camera and and not get hassled and not run into uh people or traffic or or whatever but it was fun we did a short drive with well i guess it ended up being a long day but we did a drive with uh my friend dave former guest and his friend yeah uh dave in his uh 981 yes yeah and uh i forget his friend's name robert robert had a sc400 race car yeah it had a um super turbo engine five speed oh did it yeah Oh, I thought it was the I thought I, I thought it was the super turbo transmission, but I thought it was still the V eight. I thought it was the full no, that I thought it was a full swap. Maybe I could be very wrong. I assumed as much. I, I, I we were talking about it, and I thought he had done like a full swap. I don't know, but yeah, he uses that as his track car. He's yeah. someone that I I know him. I know both of them a little bit. I, I know Dave well, but I know him a little bit from like track days. Yep. Many years ago now, like yeah nine years ago but um yeah we uh went out to fayetteville yeah and stopped for lunch where i jokingly told the server uh because you had gone to the restroom no i'd gone to my car you go to your car covercraft yeah always by the best covercraft covercraft yeah we (laughs) need to do a commercial i know and uh so you'd gone and we'd all ordered like, you know, just like water as an ice cheese or whatever. And I said, yeah, I think he'll have a whiskey. And she came back with a whiskey. <laughs> it was 12.02 p.m. 12.02 p.m. She came back with a tall whiskey. Yeah. And uh, she came back and said, oh, yeah, I wasn't joking about this. Or she said, like, I don't, I don't, joke, about I don't joke about whiskey. And so she brought it. And then uh, Kevin and I shot it. We split it and shot it. And then yeah. I thought it was 
like because it was actually a joke i thought it was on the like house. on the house but it, we we then got a bill for it so it was fine wow you ordered a drink and then got billed for it what are the odds i don't know oh anyways yeah so we went out and we drove we and shot you took, and you took the amg i and took you the were 63 hustling it because there was time i was leading our i was leading the four of us because i had picked this route and there was, and you were right behind me. There was times yeah. where you were like, I would come out of the corner. I felt like I would come out of the corner quickly, and you would be like right behind me. And I mean, obviously, your car is much, much, much faster in a straight line. But the fact that you were pushing it, yeah. So th- I wanted to take. I took that car on this drive mainly because you know it's going to be the rare occasion that I'm going to take this on a fast driving excursion and fastish driving excursion, and it was. It was fun because this is the first time I actually kind of wrung it out a little bit. And it sounds great, of course. And this is where you can actually kind of utilize the power to some extent. Uh, It is, I was actually, I was, I'm still like kind of familiarizing myself with the car. So I didn't want to push it like too much, especially just knowing that this car, like the power can overcome like the chassis and it could prove dangerous, especially if I hit the wrong modes and turn off the wrong things. So I was kind of keeping it, I was raining it back a little bit. Uh, but I joked this morning when we met up with our friend Tom for coffee that like, you know, don't be mistaken, this car feels exactly as big as it is. Uh, and that's it was a slight exaggeration. The car actually did shrink around you just a little bit. Like when you put it in all of like the tightest modes, it does actually handle a lot better than you think it would for a car of its heft and mm-hmm. actual physical size. Like it doesn't have a lot of body roll, uh, yeah. especially if you put it on like the most bone breaking, like uh, damper mode. And uh, the only thing that I think is where the seats going, the active seats, seats. I had the active bolsters going Ooh, and yeah, everything. Yeah, that's cool. so power power was never you know for want like that was fine and but the thing that kind of let me down a little bit was the transmission i kind of knew this going in anyways though it's the mct speed shift transmission and amgs so this is before the nine speed one which nine speed i can't even imagine like uh managing that amount of gears if you're actively trying to shift through them by hand or manually so it's just not smooth. It reminds me of an SMG. Uh, so it's a multi-clutch transmission, uh, but it's essentially a conventional transmission. Mm-hmm. So it replaces the torque converter with this multi- multi-clutch pack, and it's kind of slow. It's slow-ish relative to other performance transmissions, but the thing that is bad about it is that it doesn't always let you do what you want so you put it fully manual you put it in manual mode uh and sometimes when you want to downshift it won't and you can just keep clicking away the paddle and it won't do anything and i assume this may be self-preservation but <laughs> or maybe it's just bad programming i really don't know but there are times where it's like oh i want to downshift now because i want to prepare for like this corner or whatever and it just won't do it and i thought that was such a letdown i mean it's fine like this is not a car that i'm going to be using aggressively anyways uh so that was kind of weird and i assume this would be the same for 
any AMG of that same era. I mean, we were talking about the ridiculousness that some people will track. Uh, like this car in particular, like use, uh, what was it we were talking about the other day? Um, oh yeah. So what it was, I, th I had some concerns about like the longevity of this transmission because it was so like rough shifting sometimes, but you know, it's just the way that the transmission behaves. And so I was on the forums and this one guy was like, oh, I need a transmission rebuild at 40 K. And I was like, oh my God, like this is terrible news. Like I thought this might be, you know, the long conversation to like, oh no, this is a bad car to own. But it turns out what it was is the guy tracked a 212 E63 uh, and he tracked it. He said that basically 20,000 of those 40,000 miles were track miles, which That's is insane crazy. that he would take this heavy boat. And I think he had a sedan, but still a heavy boat uh, yeah. to track regularly i mean if it, he was doing twenty thousand miles track miles that's a lot of tracking so that's a lot of tracking yeah and i don't even think a c63 uh maybe a black but like a normal one i don't think that would be like that good on the track honestly so uh that was interesting anyways it's a it's seeming it's a seeming seemingly durable transmission if you keep it with maintenance but uh it's just not satisfying as a automated it's not an automated manual i should say it's just not a satisfying automatic transmission it's aggressive that's about it so yeah yeah i wonder if it would just be better if you just left it in auto but in the most aggressive mode i think said, so just figure this out i mean obviously on the newer systems like automatic mode is usually best but yeah. i know this is like I a think... very transitional time where it's like yeah you know, it was smarter than first gen it's, SMG, but not it. The aggressiveness comes from it trying to be quick, and I think yeah. that's the problem. Uh, where like there are just points where like man, it, it's such a rough like downshift or even upshift sometimes. Where I think it's just trying to be quick and react, and try to predict what you're doing, and it just stumbles a little bit. So it's not great, uh, but it's fine. It like for like day to day, just kind of like semi aggressive driving, it's fine. And the manual mode, I think, is really more for holding uh, holding shifts. So you can actually hear... I mean, I don't think this is actually what it's for, but it's what I, I think I'm going to end up using it for is when I want to actually hear the exhaust, I'll just like use manual mode to like hold revs so that I can actually hear so it. This is... Because this was contemporary with the M5 that is so bland it doesn't even have a generation name. Yeah, they didn't this give is it not the name. E60 it's, it's really feet. weird. It's like they didn't even give it a name. But it's <laughs> contemporary to that M5, yeah. which was infamously the first one with um, noise speakers, exhaust yep. speakers. Yeah. So they, there was none of that. I mean, I know, I know that that's become more commonplace. I know that's a thing. I know yeah. it's like whatever. It's... But this one wasn't good. No one loved it. Ever, I don't think. Like this one suffered from like heavy oil consumption. That M that M five. That M five. Yeah, I know, but I mean, but I mean, 10? I'm saying that the uh, is it ten? Uh, we may never know. We pride ourselves in not knowing. There's not anything really past there's uh, not a way to know. E ninety. There's so. not a way to know. Yeah, but uh, um, no, but that like I'm just saying this was contemporary with that M five. That it would had be the speakers. Yeah, and this so this doesn't have any kind of fake sound piped in. Does not have anything fake piped in. No. So you can you still you still hear it. I still hear it. Interesting. It's quieter than a 6.2. So yeah. the previous engine configuration, same body style, not in the wagon. The wagon was only offered in the 5.5, but 
so it's a little bit quieter than I thought it was going to be just from like puttering around. But it does get loud when you get on it. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. And it, I do appreciate that it isn't... Yeah, the startup is nice. Yeah. And it's it's mostly extremely honest in presentation. Yeah. No, so, that's, that's great. Yeah. So And it's kind of the last of that because the ones after that yeah. are not quite as good. At least, I mean, yeah. yeah. They put in two, our... two liter line four turbos into the, the hood. <laughs> yeah, one in front, one in the back. strategy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That goes. You get a pair of... Two liter inline fours. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Did you want to talk about the the Lisa thing? Oh yeah. So well, because it's only fun to talk about for one second because this is like finally like our useless knowledge has some practical use. Yes, that yeah. is a good point. So my sister in law Lisa, um, Laura's sister, who we lived with at one point uh, after Harvey, uh, she has a tour egg right now. Yes. A first-gen facelift. First-gen facelift Touareg. And she came to me and was like, I want to buy... She had it in her head. She wanted an E90. Yeah. And she's like, I want a 3 Series. And I she's don't know sending why. me listings. Yeah. And I was like, okay, hold on. What are you doing? She has like a small budget. She wants a car. She wants something... Like, she used to have a 987 Boxster. She did. So she for had a, a year. She had it for a year. And... It was... the 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 lottery. most insane Porsche ownership experience ever because I mean she she did lose a little bit of money on the sale because versus what she paid because she bought it from a dealer yeah. and sold it like I sold it and there was some more cheap imperfections per today's pricing like she got a steal. she bought it for fifteen with fifty thousand miles nine eight seven uh point base. one base oh five oh five manual. No maintenance done to it, to be fair. Or that it was on record, at least. It didn't have any paperwork. Yeah. yeah. But that car for $15,000 today yeah. is a steal. Yeah. Because, especially because of the used car bubble, all this and that. But Yeah. I think I sold it for like like thirteen five oh or thirteen nine. Today, I would even be like, I would just buy that for like, to own it for a second and then I sell know. it. It was, it was a good car. But anyway, so she had that. Um, she loved it, but... She had some life things, you know, get yeah. in the way. Anyway, so she was like, I want this. I want a three series. And I was like, hold on. You don't want a three series. And I told <laughs> her, I was like, okay. I was like, first of all, they're not made very well. Like yeah. this, the E90 is just not like you are going to have maintenance things that are going to suck. Yeah. And it is not a worthy experience befitting these things. Like, for example, you had the oil pan gasket, which on any car is like $300 if that labor if yeah. that and but on an e90 it's a thousand unless it's all-wheel drive it was like 1200 because you have to take off part of the subframe or you have to take off the subframe to get to it it's it's all everything's stupid that's like it's representative crazy. of everything yeah so i said do not get a three series i said you should get and this was your thinking because i was not thinking you like she should get an is 350 or an is 250 and yeah like a second Gen. Second gen IS and and just have like mostly a similar driving experience. Like she's she was going to get an automatic anyway because yeah. she might have a long commute and um yeah and it's it's made better. It's gonna last. That's, the parts are cheaper. The labor like the you're not gonna have to fix as much. That is the thing is that well because she I I don't know what her actual drivers for wanting an E ninety three series was, but unless. You're just absolutely enthusiastic about having that particular car. I it doesn't make sense because a 328i is an extremely normal car 
from a driving experience, especially okay, in you auto. You always say this is a pejorative, and I don't really think that's a bad thing, but I don't no, think no, no, that's no. quite true. I don't think that's quite true because uh, here's the no, thing. No, no, no. I just here's say it's not a pejorative. Here's it's the rather thing. it's the best normal car okay, driving you, experience. No, it's not. You are not. It is. No, it's true. Well, because no, no. well, I say this because, okay, backgrounder, if you have not followed along with the story, uh, I've had two E90s, yes. one a 330i, uh, an 06, and then I had a both of them manual and a 328i wagon. And I sold the wagon after two years, even though it was like, again, a dream car to own or bucket list, whatever you want to call it. I sold it because it just ended up being extremely a normal driving experience. It was the best normal car driving experience, meaning that like it was, it was fine. There was never anything for one. If you just wanted a normal car driving experience, it was manual. It was an okay manual. Uh, Power was okay. Like everything was just okay. Okay, I don't really agree, but yeah. um, I like so she immediately sends me a listing, and it's an ES three fifty or something. Yeah, and I was like, no, this is not the right car. Like this is this is different. Front wheel drive, that is a, that is a normal car driving experience. A, uh, a rear wheel drive sports sedan is a is an I elevated said, experience over that. I said a good. Oh, I didn't say good, but I meant to say like a good normal car driving experience. The best. That's what I meant by best uh, okay. normal car driving experiences. And like, it won't leave you for want for what it is. It just won't give you any more than that. Meaning that the lore. Okay, the... but everything is inherently better than an Avalon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, you're comparing these to like, yeah, like a, a front wheel drive, like unbreakable, like Camry based. A normal car. A normal car. Is a normal car driving experience. But the best one would be like if you had a rear wheel drive okay. automatic. All right. We're in semantics. Whatever. It's stupid. Doesn't matter. Anyways, we're you just saying shut like. Up. So. Dad, well, we're just saying like. It, long, long story short is that like you should not own. If you don't have enthusiasm, like if you don't care that it's rear wheel drive, you don't care that it's an inline six, you don't care like. Okay, this is stupid. I'm not done. If you don't care about those things, I have to squeeze this in because if you don't care about those things, it does not. You should just not buy a BMW because, like, you will not enjoy the ownership right. experience. Like how you should not buy an F31. Sure. No. You should not buy an F31. No. If so you're going to get wagon. a two-liter four-cylinder all-wheel drive automatic, you can buy the a wagon. Then you can buy anything. That's the wagon next. So that's yeah, the yeah. wagon okay. we're next. Not gonna, gen. We're not gonna it. We'll get into this. We'll, we'll retouch on this. Yeah, I have yeah. something to say. I have an announcement. Go on. So, she. Sends me some list. I was like, no, no, you don't want the ES. That's yeah. not what I promised. Cam- like, yeah, it's a nicer camera. Yeah. Um, later gens are a nicer Avalon. It's fine. Yeah, it's yeah, semantics. Yeah. So um, so she sends me another one. I was like, oh, this is pretty rough. She sent me another one. And I was like, okay. She, and I'm like, what you need to do is like make sure. Like, I was like, first of all, like, you know, see if they've done the maintenance or whatever. But like above, above all for her, like, make sure that the AC is, like, ice cold and perfect. Because if you have to replace a yeah. condenser, it's, like, $1,000 yeah. or $1,200 or whatever it was that I recently paid. Um, and the owner will always tell you it's ice cold. Oh, so course. you have to verify that. Yep. So I was like, make sure the AC is good. She looked at one at Katie or whatever. So then she's looking. And again, I am, like, half paying attention to these texts that are coming in. Yeah. And I did not get to a bunch. And she's like, well... They're like, for whatever reason, used cars are like less expensive on the coasts. So she's looking at like, oh, she's looking at like eight thousand dollar cars in like the coasts, and I'm like, okay, well, you're gonna spend fifteen hundred dollars to like, yeah, you know, you know, get it here, and once all this shit is done, like, it's gonna be annoying, and you can't see it, and you should, you, if the car costs less than ten thousand dollars, you should see it, you should see it, yeah. So 
Anyway, I was running errands on like Wednesday. I was driving around, did not see my phone for a while. And she's like, well, I found one. Oh, and we reached an agreement and I'm getting this one. And I was like, what the hell? And oh, it was no. an IS-250 in Chicago. Okay. And it is red. It has, it looks Matador good. red? It looks great, okay. actually. Yeah. It's got like, the interior looks really good. The exterior looks really good. Okay. Headlights are crystal clear. It's, it's Is it uh, an all-wheel drive? No, it's, uh, I don't think so. It's okay. an IS-250. Um, and... Yeah, it looks good. Okay. So I think it's getting here Monday. So oh, shit. we shall see. So I'm, I'm glad that she went that way. I am too. Because even too. if that was the worst, well, not the worst, but like even if it was a IS250 with needs, it's better than a 328i with needs, honestly. Right. right. And, so. I, and I think I think it's going to drive, like it will drive like a sporty, will, engaging sedan. Yeah. It's real wheel drive, wider rear track. Like it's. Uh, I, that is the better option for someone who I have not driven. I've only driven. I think I've only driven the F of that generation. Yeah, but the um, I mean they got the steering so right on the IS three hundred. I would think that like it is still good. Yeah, even, even if it was like slightly numb, like it's still hydraulic and it should be a decent driving experience. Yeah, yeah. For someone who is like you know is not sitting there waiting for like the feels to happen. I think right. it like, would provide just enough sensation. I think so. And it comes with... Okay, let's put it this way. Uh, the Lexus was a better value proposition in period, too, because like a base 328i comes with absolutely nothing. No. Like It comes with leatherette, which is fine. I actually kind of like the leatherette, but it doesn't have like keyless go, which the IS comes with standard. It doesn't have... like uh i don't know if she has nav but the nav screen yeah, is kind of nice this one she listed the things it is like fully loaded okay like it has oh, yeah. everything heated and cooled seats which like is rare sometimes on like the base model three series cars but you can't even get cooled seats so that's one of these things where i think she was maybe it sounds like she might have been looking for like a slightly more luxurious experience and so yeah. the lexus is so better at that i i think it's better it's just better as a car it's better yeah. as an experience like i i would have one of those yeah um yeah, yeah and so. yeah if you were an automotive enthusiast uh looking for that type of or a mild automotive enthusiast you wanted like a, you get a manual six-speed manual to be fair it is a manual from a tacoma but uh a manual you nonetheless lotus evora heritage yeah <laughs> yeah same one yeah Oh, okay. So I'm so glad that she got that, and that that's good. That's a good color. I actually yeah. like Lexus reds. It's it's a, it's a nice red. it's a nice red. Like I looked at it, like the bumper didn't have like rock chips or anything. I mean, it might have been repainted, but it matches. Like you know, the yeah. pictures I saw, I was like, oh, it looks good. That's good. So the the shipper sent her a picture of it, you know, yeah. on the truck and everything. So it's coming here Monday. So wow. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I'm excited. Like uh, I don't know if she's gonna bring it over, but I want to see it. Okay. Okay. I'll, I will arrange this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for your input. Yeah. Because you helped. Uh, yeah. I basically said, do not do buy, not buy any the three series. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. No, I was not going to let her make that mistake. No. But returning to perhaps what might be our final topic of the night. Oh no. The F thirty one is fine. Ugh. So F thirty one is the wagon, uh, and of the three series generation following the E ninety. Here's the thing. I don't like that generation. Right. I don't hate it, though, but I don't like it. As in, I don't know that I really, We, we really came onto this topic it. because we were talking because there have been 
weirdly expensive E91s that are like yep. not good specs, like yep. you know, automatic or all-wheel drive. Automatic or both. XI E90s on bring a trailer, selling Go for, for like high, grand. high dollars. Yeah, and you said I would just rather have an F31. Yep. And I still hold strong to that. I would, rather, I would just rather have like a Subaru than an F31. No. Like I, I don't really like. A Subaru is not a nice place to be. <sighs> I know people will argue with that, but like honestly, at the very least, I will say like the F31, like you can get it. I mean, if you, especially if you don't get like a super base model, like uh, I think it's a nicer place to be. I think the power delivery. But that is a normal car. Okay, maybe not a Subaru. Maybe it depends. Uh, I don't know. For I would, four, I would but... rather have an. I would rather have an any E90 than an F31. Uh, like the, maybe. the whole draw of the BMW thing is the straight six. Yeah, you know what? What uh, puts me? Why I shift this perspective? Uh, like at that point, is that if you're gonna get like an all-wheel drive 328 XI. Uh, in an auto, first of all, like Subtronic is terrible. It's just like, you know, six speed auto. You might as well go for the next gen ZF uh, eight speed. Uh, I think it's going to be just a better driving experience. Yeah, you uh, want that ZF eight speed to really put down the power from the two liter. Four, yeah, 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 yeah. Two liter turbocharged four. It's just going to be more gas efficient. I think it will be quicker. Uh, and not because, just because of the. Um, ZF transmission, especially but, when you add the burble tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it will just have much more options. modern tech for the same price that these E90 like blah wagons are going for. I think you're just gonna get because what are you gonna get? What are you going to get out of an E90 base model auto XI wagon? Like I don't think you're gonna get a lot out of it. Hey, but that's not gonna cost as much as an F31. No, an F31 right now base like if you look for the cheapest one right now they're going for less than fifteen thousand dollars so that means that they are far cheaper than e90s and while i am a fan of like hydraulic steering and like an in the like a, an inline six. six let's be honest like you're not really gonna ring out it's not a matter of ringing out it's just a matter of quality of life eh. that is a that is an nvh thing eh an inline six is an NVH thing. An inline six is just a nice thing to have at any rev. It's at a any nice speed, thing, but at it's any a, trip. It's a it's a nice thing, but like unless you're gonna use it to feel it, like puttering around town, you're really not gonna feel that much of a difference, in my opinion. It's not about power. It's not. It's just about the delivery. It's just about the experience. You will feel it. I don't know that you're gonna feel it. Well, I've driven both, like, and I don't know that you're gonna feel the difference. In fact, when it comes down to, it, you're likely gonna buy that for a daily driver. As a daily driving experience, I think a base model for base model, a an F thirty one is a little bit better. Not material that materiality wise. Like I think it actually gets worse uh, in the F thirty one, but like at least you get like standard like Bluetooth audio and you get like standard like whatever reverse camera and like well actually you don't get keyless go as a standard thing because <laughs> That's a sticking point. You get halogens. Yeah. You get halogens. Of course. But I think there are just some, like, nicer features uh, in there as a daily driver. And if it will still have some of the dynamics, it's still rear-biased, mm -hmm. even if it is X, or if it's all-wheel drive. Uh, yeah, the F31 default. is, all in America, is all-wheel drive only and yes. inline four only. Yes. The inline four is the two-liter And automatic only, of course. And, yeah, is not ideal. But I think as a daily driving experience, that's probably going to be slightly more 
not engaging, but, but if rather... if you're getting a BMW that has no BMW qualities, why not just get anything else? I agree. I agree. Uh, that, and that it, if that's the point, like, why buy an XI Auto E90 to begin with? I think you might as well just buy anything else at that point. If you're going to spend $20,000 on a car, that is not the car to get. And this coming from someone who was, uh, like, all about an E91. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the threshold is... Six speed XI fine, auto XI. I don't know what the point is for auto rear wheel drive. Uh, maybe, maybe because I considered that for one second. Uh, but XI, unless you're living in a northern climate where you just absolutely think you need it, like yeah, uh, emphasis on think. Uh, I don't know. Not gonna help you in Houston if your car's underwater. Yeah, it didn't help that. Yeah, all that yeah. traction. Oh God. Anyways. I think that might be an episode, so... Some might say. Some might say. Thanks for listening. Uh, do follow us on Instagram at new for 96 Twitter, all the same. Yes. And Gmail us if you really must. Yeah, don't do that. We're not going to release that. So. Yeah, don't do that. It'll be in the thing. Uh, and check out my YouTube. Check out Chris's Instagram. Check out my Instagram. If you will. Uh, all of that. Don't look at our tweets, mm, please. No, those are very bad. No. Controversial. Yeah. We're not going to protect them, though. They are public. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Thanks for listening. Bye. Goodbye.